Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound, 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 sound. So, alright, so I'm just gonna go around and state your name for the people, alright? I'm Tom. I'm Chris. I'm Jake. Okay, uh, where are you from? Perth, Western Australia. And, uh, and in vivid detail, where are we? Because this, I, I, this is this is a unique interview setting. So, so just for our listeners, describe like where we are. Uh, we're on Bedford Street, Ave, Ave Bedford Ave, outside a uh, <laughs> organic burger store, which has got some. It's called Dumont Burger. It's, yeah, it's a TripAdvisor, you know, winner. It's uh, punctuated by its uh, use of forest green, and I'm also wearing a forest green shirt, so it's perfectly synchronized. Okay. I like that. All right, so I'm going to talk about first impressions of meeting one another. Now, let's let's be honest here. So, when you first when you first met him, what'd you think? Uh, I thought he was <laughs> he's going to have a better story about when he first met me, but I th- I thought he was a great dude because he was working as. Um, sound engineer at this venue that we're playing at and by and large sound engineers in Perth <laughs> um, can can be a little gruff so it was a great first impression so all right so can you define gruff <laughs> uh, or I don't know about gruff but I don't know it's just your, your stereotypical kind of sound engineer uh, like overweight mid-40s guy with like super long grey hair but yeah I'm obviously don't fit that description but that's that's probably all it was maybe I was like no I look it's it's like a you weren't mean to me you were like accommodating nice guy he says he says you have a better story what it was what's the tale well he Jake was this is in a different band a few years ago and uh, he was he just I think back then was in the habit of like just taking on a persona when he would when he would like step on the stage and it was actually it was just in soundcheck but he'd like already like locked into full like frontman diva mode and was wearing his sunglasses and like it wasn't until years later that he told me it was like oh yeah I was just that was just I was just kind of screwing around that's just my thing that I do like but I I kind of took it all pretty seriously and it was <laughs> I kind of didn't know how to take it but yeah diva mode are you okay with him saying that well, because I have no memory of this at all, so people are like known to, to to, uh, you know, have have memories that kind of maybe are not a little not very accurate. But I definitely would have been taking taking the piss yeah. for sure. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think that's true now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I met Jake in the aforementioned band <laughs> that we played. We used to play in, and. Uh, yeah, I thought he was alright, you know, he's sort of like a little big brother, I guess. Because I look down at him, but he's a lot older than me, so... <laughs> a little too old. Uh, and Chris, you know, I just I sort of just met him again through that venue that he was working at. Thought he was okay. Bit skinny, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Alright, so that, that, like, that's an easy time for like my, my next question. So like, what are, you, what are your methods of collaboration? Like, how do you all work together? Yeah, so Jake will usually sort of go off on his own and uh, like write write some songs, and then 
we all sort of collaborate on it when uh, when it's sort of complete, I guess, and then we just sort of develop it into a live sort of show. So we just learn the parts or whatever. And Jake puts it the best when he says, like, we sort of play covers of the songs. So I guess that's the only real, like, collaborating we do. But these guys did a whole bunch of the recording together and stuff. So it's sort of, I mean, they live together, so it's, uh, yeah, it's like an ongoing thing, I guess. I don't really know what happens when I'm not over your house. <laughs> when you were younger, what, what did you want to be? I guess I, want, I wanted to play music, for sure. I think like, I wrote in, in like my primary school what I wanted to be. I either wanted to play like lead guitar in a band or study at Oxford. <laughs> So I guess I'm sort of doing one of them. <laughs> so, all right, so uh, can we talk about um, like musical, like sounds from the home? So what were your parents listening to as you were growing up? Uh, There's a lot of like, cause you do a lot of driving where we're from. So I used to live in like a mining town that was sort of six hours out of where we live now in the city. So that was pretty much my whole soundtrack was then we'd be, we'd be driving with my parents and they'd listen to, uh, a lot of like Neil Young, uh, Don McLean. Uh, what else was there? Was some, you, give me some specific, specific tracks. Like American Pie and anything from Harvest, really. That was a big one. And then there was like a lot of Nat King Cole and stuff as well. My mom was a big fan. And Carol King. Carol King's a monster though. She's excellent. So good, so good. So yeah, that's pretty much like, and also there's this Australian uh, singer-songwriter called Paul Kelly, which was a big thing as well. Like, it's always the same soundtrack in that eight CD stacker in the car. My parents had a pretty limited kind of collection of CDs, like almost no vinyl, handful of CDs, all just greatest hits. So not the best like taste makers, but there was a lot of James Taylor, like at least I think two greatest hits James Taylor CDs. Well, what was it? Was, did they do any James Taylor and Carol King, or was it just James? No, it was just James Taylor. Damn. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was like hung out. I know, I know. Would have been so different. And another like from the vinyl collection, the only one I remember is it's so weird. It was like the sounds of Formula One, and it was like recordings. So weird. Recordings of like the engine noises of cars going around like famous Formula One circuits. And like, I actually remember it just being played around the house as well. <laughs> my, my older brother is like now working in motorsports, so I don't know, maybe that makes sense. But yeah, that's, that's like definitely the most bizarre pick out of it all. Yeah. It might, that might be the most bizarre uh, one we've received on this show. So, so I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, Jake, what do you have? Uh, Neil Young as well. A lot later, I think my dad found all his old cassette tapes, so then that's when like the Bowie came out. But we really grew up mainly um, with this, there's this old surfing movie called Morning of the Earth. That was one that was 
just played constantly and the heaps of the Beatles and, and I still have all these tapes that we listen to so in my car now I have still got all the tapes that I listened to growing up with my family they're all warping and dying out and but it's good so I'm still listening to the same music I've always been listening to which is nice so like presently um like who who are some musicians for all of you all that uh, that you listen to? Where you're like, of course you don't want to you don't want to mimic it, but you're like, this music is after my heart. Like this this like like almost like a creative crush. That's what I call it. Bowie is definitely a big one um, for me anyway. And well, creative crush. That's good. Uh, just anything that you sort of listen to and it's like want to kick shit over, you know. I was gonna say Bowie as well. He's like one of those, one of the people who, there's always, he's always in the mix. Like you've always got like a Bowie record in the mix somewhere. Um, I guess at the moment, I'm like Talking Heads is always in the mix for me as well. And Kraftwerk are always in there. A lot of those German, German bands. Creative Crush would, would be someone like Tom York or Radiohead for me which is not necessarily the kind of music that I want to make, but it's the kind of music that I just, it totally, yeah, like Tom said, it just like kicks you in the guts. It's like, you know, gets you in the feels. I think, cops you in the feels, yeah. I think, yeah, something like any, pretty much anything Tom York's involved with. Also, what, what, uh, what Radiohead album? Like the newer stuff is uh, like pretty much every, every like, every next album I've liked more than the last one sort of thing. So I definitely like the direction that he's heading in with everything and then the solo projects and the, all the side projects and that sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be mine. Yeah. So like my next question is, do you all think there's like a correlation between like, um, like emotion, not like uh, emotions and music? Basically like, are you all like, are calm people making calm music, or like, like, do you, you get what I'm saying? Like, like, do you, do you, do you, do you think there's like a good reflection there, or, or no? I don't know, because you like you made a lot of those really, those really aggressive uh, bands that play like really aggressive sounding music, and they're generally the most chilled out, like nice dudes. So, as that as an example, like, I, I don't think that there's a correlation. Maybe it goes like the flips the opposite yeah. way. I think. So. I think something about like all the like heavy or hardcore bands they kind of get all that stuff out of their system and so they're just actually way more chilled out outside of like off the stage I think it's definitely something like that yeah uh, do any of you close your eyes on stage all right when you close your eyes what do you see uh, I guess I like that's how I pull rein in the focus of like actually playing the songs and actually it's nice to like, not see anybody sometimes because that really throws me, people. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, I mean, I, I imagine, I imagine the road can be stressful. Um, what are moments? How how do you ease ease the pain? Is there meditation? Is there like? Is there psychedelics? Is there, is there like what what like what what helps you? What puts you at ease? And what and what puts you in a good place when you really want to make something? We really want to make music. I've been like starting to kind of consider medi like meditate meditative techniques on the road not necessarily meditation but just like breathing and that sort of thing 
because like jet lag really really messes you up in in the brain <laughs> mostly like it's, it's it's hard to just to kind of center yourself I guess so yeah that's a good one good like breathing techniques it's so lame I feel like such a, like, a square first talking about it but yeah that's have self confidence it wasn't lame at all <laughs> so I don't know what what do you what do you this, uh, this time around especially I'm just going to try to look after myself a bit better like sleep is a big thing that you kind of forget to do and eating like three meals a day sounds sounds pretty simple but it's actually really hard to do sometimes and um, yeah also like I think I mean we're only three days into this one but it sort of gets to the point where everyone needs to sort of branch out and do some solo activities like because just because we're together all the time and like all right we all get on and stuff but yeah we're all kind of the sort of people that you where you need your own space every now and then so it's just like yeah that's the best way to do it I reckon our um our sound engineer also gave us a tip like back home before before we came to the states for the first time and he said it's like really important when you travel that far by plane you gotta you gotta ground yourself when you get there so he said like as soon as you get to New York go straight to Central Park take your shoes off and just like bury your feet into the ground and he like he just records that it's that's just gonna like get you grounded and get like get your body aware of like where you actually are and like help deal with all the stress and upheaval of travel and that sort of thing so I feel like that I feel like that definitely makes sense this is insider shit I like this I, I like that a lot all right so uh, so what song uh, means the most to you and what song was the biggest pain in the ass to create so what means the most of like just any song or no of yours They all like mean different things. They're all like, they all have like a little kind of story or something behind them. Let's let's let's, let's unfold some of these stories. Uh, I prefer not to. Because <laughs> like they're for everybody, so they're my stories for me. Just like they are for other like other people to put their own sort of narrative to it or or what, what how they feel. I don't know. I feel like I feel like sweet waste is like is is like a pretty solid like a song that kind of means a, like i don't know is one that i would pick out There's some older stuff too, and some newer stuff that's like not released yet, which is like I'm in the moment with. So yeah, that's my vague answer for that question. Part two, the biggest pain in the ass. There was Chris will be able to help with this because like some Chris and I mix it together, and I like the whole album was had become a pain in the ass for me. I was just like I couldn't really, I couldn't really be bothered with getting into the nitty gritty of of the like back end of the mixing 
So there was, so I pretty much just like went, Chris, <laughs> could you help me finish this? Yeah, there was a lot of kind of unconventional, uh, yeah, unconventional mixing techniques in the sessions that he that he brought over, and we kind of had to sift through. And I was just looking at everything, going, yeah, that's not how I would have done this, but that's cool. <laughs> we'll work with it. But uh, I mean, I think that that's actually what leads to like what gives a lot of the songs their character and everything as well is the way like every song's like recorded in a different way and um jake's used some like different weird and wacky techniques on each one and that's yeah that's where all the character of it comes from and what makes them sound kind of different to each other but also like but also because he uses similar techniques throughout it all kind of gels it together as well but um which one was the biggest nightmare? Actually, the same song for me was, yeah, was the same song called Sweet Waste, which just had some real gnarly, Jake did some real gnarly processing on the drums and the bass and then like mashed it all together onto some like real lo-fi tape. So I just had one channel to start like trying to pull it apart again so we could actually mix it properly. But that was a headache, but I think, yeah, that's actually one of my favorite tracks on there now, so. Like your technique of figuring out how to do it, how to like preserve and center all the low end, but still have like the stereo spread was pretty, was, was pretty good stroke of genius. You're all going to have to work amongst yourselves about this. So, so you all have to pick a song to end this interview with that is, that is summed up this entire vibe. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, probably Superstar by Jamelia.